Coming of the judgment, fare thee well, fare thee well. I'm gonna tell you about the coming of the judgment, fare thee well, fare thee well. There's a better day a coming, fare thee well, fare thee well. There's a better day a coming, fare thee well, fare thee well. In that great getting up morning, fare thee well, fare thee well. In that great getting up morning, fare thee well, fare thee well. See the lightning a flashing, fairly well, fairly well. When you hear the thunder a crashing, fairly well, fairly well. When you see the stars a falling, fairly well, fairly well. When you hear the chariots coming, fairly well, fairly well. In that great getting up morning, fairly well, fairly well. In that great getting up morning, fairly well, fairly well. See the lightning flashing when you hear the thunder crashing. When you see the stars are falling, when you hear the chariots calling. Good news, chariots are coming. Good news, chariots are coming. So glad, chariots are coming, and I don't want to be left out. There's a long white robe in the heaven I know. Long white robe in the heaven I know. Long white robe in the heaven I know. I said good chariots are coming good news chariots are coming so glad chariots are coming and i don't want to be left out in that great getting up morning fairly well fairly well in that great getting up morning fairly well fairly well in that great getting up morning fairly well 
fairly well in that great getting up morning fairly well fairly well welcome to worship at first baptist norman we are so excited to have you worshiping online with us today if you have a prayer request you would like to share with our ministry staff, you can do so on our church website, fbcnorman.org. Just click on the prayer request tab and let us know how we can pray for you and your family. Also, if you're a first-time guest, you can let us know you're worshiping with us by going to our worship service page and click on Connect with us. Now, join with us in worship. Good morning, church family. Let's all join our voices together as we sing this wonderful hymn of our faith, Tis So Sweet to Trust in Jesus. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus, just to take him at his word, just to rest upon his promise, just to
Take it all. 
Church family, would you join me as we read our worship litany together? Test yourselves to see if you are in the faith. Examine yourselves. Or do you not recognize this about yourselves? That Jesus Christ is in you, unless indeed you fail the test. Test me, O Lord, and try me. Examine my heart and my mind. For your loving kindness is before my eyes and I have walked in your truth. I do not sit with deceitful men, nor will I go with pretenders. I hate the assembly of evildoers, and I will not sit with the wicked. I shall wash my hands in innocence, that I may proclaim with the voice of thanksgiving and declare all your wonders. I will walk in my integrity. Redeem me and be gracious to me. Good morning. Thank you for joining us for worship today. I have a question for you. Is it in you? Is the coronavirus in you? That is the question of our day. Have you been tested? Do you have the virus? Have you had the virus? Do you know if COVID-19 is in you? The stay-at-home orders of our governor and of our mayor have come to an end this week. And in accordance with the president's guidelines, our mayor has offered a Reboot Norman plan that will allow our businesses to begin to go back into business. Phase one also provides guidelines for group gatherings, including churches. Over the next days, our ministry staff and our leadership We'll be working on a plan to return to worship, to our life groups, and to resume ministry gatherings according to those guidelines. I look forward to sharing that plan with you soon. One of the major concerns of our health and community leaders as we reboot is testing for the coronavirus. From the very beginning, we have struggled to provide adequate tests and to get those tests back in a timely manner. The question remains, is COVID-19 in you? This continues to be a, a critical question for us for at least two reasons. First, is the COVID virus actively working and present within you? You may have symptoms or you may not. But one thing we know is that unless you're tested, we cannot know for sure. Second, do you have the antibodies for COVID-19? Because many have had the virus, but have no symptoms, 
they may not know if they have the antibodies. And while researchers have yet to determine the effectiveness of these antibodies to prevent reinfection, what we do know is that having these antibodies means that at some point you had an active case of COVID-19. You see, there are almost 4 million Oklahomans, and to date we have only tested 61,000 of those Oklahomans with around 3,500 testing positive. You see, there is still much, much information that we do not know about COVID as it has impacted the state and the citizens of Oklahoma. Again, the antibody test reveals if it was in you, which means that you could have infected others and that you may have some resistance to being reinfected. The ability to test and to know the answers to these questions is critical as we seek a healthy return to normal, especially for those that are 65 and older and those who have special and underlying health concerns. But there's an even more important test for us today. It's the test of whether or not Jesus is within you. Have you been tested? Listen to the words of Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5. Test yourselves to see if you are in the faith. Examine yourself. Or do you not recognize this about yourself, that Christ Jesus is in you? Unless, indeed, you fail the test. Is He in you? Is Christ the Lord in you? These last eight weeks have been an unprecedented time in our lives. The routines and rhythms of our lives have been drastically altered. We've had more time alone and more time with our families than ever. Some have felt isolated. Some have felt smothered. Most of us have probably felt both. Some have used their time to improve their physical and spiritual lives. Others have spiraled downward in depression, despair, and in addiction. And now, life and things, activities are, are about to begin to ramp up. What a great opportunity we have in this moment to take control of our lives, to examine them, and to redirect them as necessary. What's inside of you? Is Christ Jesus? If you would, let's turn to Psalm 26 and take the self-examination that could change your life for the good. Let's read together Psalm 26, verses 2 through 7 and verse 11. A Psalm of David. Examine me, O Lord, and try me. Test my mind and my heart. For your loving kindness is before me, and I have walked in your truth. I do not sit with deceitful men, nor will I go with pretenders. I hate the assembly of evildoers, and I will not sit with the wicked. 
I shall wash my hands in innocence, and I will go about your altar, O Lord, that I may proclaim with the voice of thanksgiving and declare all your wonders. And then in verse 11, But as for me, I shall walk in my integrity. Redeem me and be gracious to me, O Lord. It's finals time for our students. They are eagerly awaiting and preparing for their exams, calling out to their professors, teach me, examine me, let me show you how much I've learned and what I know. Well, not really. <laughs> but this is David's prayer to the Lord. Lord, test me, try me. Let me show you that I am yours. Paul would say, test me, Lord, so that I can demonstrate that Christ is in me. In short, I believe that this psalm offers four ways that we can examine ourselves, examine our lives, and see if Christ is in us. First of all, what I would call the examine of the heart. David says that the loving kindness of the Lord is always before him. To me, this speaks of God's passion and love for us, but also of his love, but also of our love and passion for the Lord. Do you love God? Do you love God unconditionally as He loves us? Do you love God above all else? Is your deepest affection, desire, and passion for God? Listen to Philippians 2.13 from the New Living Translation. For God is working in you. Did you see that? Paul picks up on that, that idea that Christ is in us. For God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases Him. You see, if God is in us, our desire, our passion should be to do that which pleases Him. God gives us the desires of our heart when He is our desire. Are you familiar with the worship song, I Give You My Heart? It's a song by Hillsong. Listen to the words of one of the choruses. Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my soul. I live for you alone. And every breath that I take, and every moment that I'm awake, Lord, have your ways in me. Do you pass the examine of the heart? Or is there something, is there someone that you love and desire more? Second, we must take the examine of the mind. David says, I have walked in your truth. Two other times in this passage, David says that he walks in integrity. Integrity is when the actions of our lives match the truth. 
in order to have integrity, we must not only know the truth, but we must live it out in our lives, in our actions. Do you know the truth? Do you know the truth of God's Word? Does the wisdom of Scripture shape and form your life? Scripture is breathed by God for our instruction and for our correction. In Philippians 4, Paul tells us that that we are to dwell on and to practice that which is true, that which is right, that which is honorable, that which is pure, that which is excellent. And Paul tells us in Romans 12 too, that we are transformed. We are transformed by the renewing of our mind. As our minds are transformed by the Word of God, our lives offer the outward manifestation of that inward transformation through our actions, through the way we walk and talk each and every day. So do you pass the examine of the mind? Or is your mind carried away by the lusts and the desires of this world? Third, we must examine our relationships. Listen to 1 Corinthians Verse 15, chapter 15, verse 33. Do not be deceived. Bad company corrupts good character. I like the translation of the God's Word translation. It says this. It says this verse. Don't let anyone deceive you. Associating with bad people will ruin decent people. We become like the people we hang out with. Or maybe in this day of isolation and binge watching, we could say, we become like the people we watch on TV, we see in the movies, that we read about. Are these the lives that we emulate and that we want to become like? David says that he does not sit with the wicked or the sinful that he does not assemble with evildoers, with pretenders, hypocrites, if you would. So how would you describe your relationships? Who are the people that are influencing you? Are they tearing you down or are they building you up? Are they men and women who, who speak into your life, offering wisdom and instruction and an example how to live in Christ. And are you doing likewise? Are you looking to nurture and to inspire others, to inspire them also to live in the presence and the dwelling of Christ Jesus? Do you pass the examine of relationships or have you surrounded yourself with the sinful and the wicked? Finally, We must examine our words. David says that with his words, he proclaims his thanksgiving to the Lord and he declares the wonders of the Lord. Our words are one of the great gifts that God gives us. But they can also be one of the most destructive things that we possess. 
Listen to the word of James in James chapter 3, verses 9 through 12. Beginning in verse 9. With, it, with our tongue, with our words, we bless our Lord and our Father, and with it we curse men. Men who have been made in the image of God. From the same mouth come both blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not be that way. Does a fountain send out from the same opening both fresh and bitter water? Can a fig tree, my brethren, produce olives or a vine produce figs? Nor can salt water produce fresh Our words reveal the depths of our heart. When we are surprised or shaken by life's events, our words erupt to uncover what lies beneath. Our words should bless and not curse each other. They should build one another up, not destroy each other. Fathers and mothers, even your words of discipline and correction are meant to build up and nurture your children, not to tear them down. The scripture tells us that words of wrath, anger, bitterness, slander, malice, and gossip must be put away from us. Do you pass the examine of words or do words carelessly and destructively come forth from your mouth? Well, how did you do? Is Christ in you or did you fail the test? Granted, none of us are perfect. We all have room to grow. Why, even in verse 11 of Psalm 26, David concludes this psalm by saying, Lord, please redeem and be gracious to me. I, I try to walk in integrity. But what he's saying is, is I mess up. I fail along the way. So please redeem and restore me and allow me to continue on my way. Have you honestly examined yourself? And have you seen that Christ was in you. Would you be honest with yourself in these moments? For the Lord knows, and I suspect that your family and your friends know as well. Is Christ in you? I pray that in your heart, in your mind, in your relationships, and in your words, that you have seen the proof and the evidence of the presence of Christ in you. And if not, if not, today, in this moment, you can invite Jesus Christ to come and to dwell within you by confessing and repenting of your sin and by inviting Christ Jesus to come and to be the Lord and the Savior of your life. If this is the desire of your heart today, let me encourage you to reach out to us by email 
or maybe even that you would reach out to a friend in which Christ dwells. They would be honored to pray with you and to help you through this important time of decision. And now, as we close our time together, I invite you to listen to this beautiful song, Jesus, Draw Me Near. Use this time to make your commitment to the Lord. Following this song, the Edge family will share a testimony and offer a closing prayer of blessing. And now, may the Lord bless you and may the Lord keep you. May He make His face to shine upon you and give you peace. Amen. And God bless. Thank you. 
Welcome to worship, First Baptist family. We're the Edges. This is Lisa. This is Luke. This is Cole. And I'm Josh. We're just so blessed to be a part of worship um, and worship with you in this way. Uh, this is not at all the way that we thought we would be spending April and March uh, worshiping, worshiping together online. Uh, certainly not anything that we were expecting. And um, what we realized through all of this was that uh, church isn't about the building. Uh, church is about the family. Church is about believing in God. Um, you can be the church anywhere you are, whether you're in your living room um, or at a park um, or wherever you are with your family or friends. Uh, church doesn't have to be the building you're coming into every Sunday morning or every Wednesday. Um, it is where you are with those that believe um, in God. We, the things that we probably weren't really expecting uh, to be dealing with during this time was um, some of the anxiety uh, that, we've, that we've felt, just not really being able to go anywhere, being cooped up, uh, entertaining children all day long, um, entertaining them through the weekend. Every day was a Saturday for the kids, and so um, just not really understanding and really knowing what to do uh, to keep them entertained seven days a week. Um, but we've learned, um, we've learned to lean on friends, we've learned to lean on family, um, and we've learned to lean on our church family um, that we've been blessed to stay connected with. Um, we learned this new thing called Zoom, um, and our young married class has spent the last several weeks uh, praying together and worshiping together and fellowshipping together, just learning about each other, learning about how we can uh, be there for each other when we can't uh, be in the same room with each other. And just we're so thankful that our church um, has been supportive of that, has provided resources, has encouraged um, that endeavor uh, to allow us to stay connected, even if it's digital um, and even if it's behind a camera or an iPhone or whatever it is. We're just so thankful that um, we are in a church family um, that is able to stay connected in this new and unique way. Um, and just we wanted to share some verses with you uh, that has allowed us to not feel so anxious and to calm our hearts um, as we're going throughout what has turned out to be a crazy eight weeks um, in our lives. And Lisa's going to share those verses. So our um, family, as well as our young Mary's class, has really been reflecting on verses that um, remind us that God is in control of all of this and that he can provide rest for our souls and um, can just take our burdens from us. So the first um, couple of verses I want to read come from Matthew, and it's Matthew 11, 28 through 30. Jesus says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And then one that has, has been one that I've um, meditated and reflected on um, most of my Christian walk is um, from Philippians, and it's Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. We want to thank you for worshiping with us today um, and being able to share the ways in which that we have been able to stay connected to our church family um, and the ways that we as a family have 
um, leaned on the Lord to provide us comfort, um, to provide us calm, um, and to just ease our hearts um, as we don't know what every day is going to bring, um, what the next day is going to bring. And so we're just so thankful that um, we have this wonderful, beautiful church and the beautiful people within it um, that we can celebrate and we can connect to each other, uh, even, if it's, even if it's behind a camera. But we know those days are coming to an end, and we're looking forward to seeing everybody on a Sunday morning. Um, we know it's going to be a very celebratory day, and we cannot wait for that day. We would love to close out this worship service in prayer, so please bow your heads with us. God, in this time, we know that it's so uncertain, but we know that through your words that you provide in the Bible, through the, the, the people in this church, um, through our ministry staff, um, through our community, that you are showing us your presence in all of this. You're working through your own time period with, with the end of this coronavirus, and we know that you are working on your believers and you are working on the world, that when we come out of this, that we are going to be a better people, and that we are going to be knowing that in this time you are guiding us, you are walking with us to ease our hearts, to ease our minds. We just pray that over these next few weeks, while the church organizes and figures out how we can get back to worship together, that you're with them, um, that you're calming them, that you're giving them assurances that um, you're going to provide them with the guidance um, and with the knowledge and with the right steps to take um, to bring us all back together safely here in the very near future. And it's your son's name we pray. Amen.